If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Guys, the first week of football is concluded, and we're here with the impressions. A lot of different things happened throughout the course of Thursday to Monday. A lot of injuries, a lot of good performances, bad performances. We're hopping in and we're diving in with, with all our different impressions. Lou, I'm going to go to the Colts first because, I mean, this took away one of my bold predictions. I had Jacksonville as one of the only teams to go winless and, you know, didn't really pan out. I don't think you were expecting it to either. We have really high expectations for the Colts. But at points, they looked good. I thought they were going to pull it out, but I definitely thought that that was a disappointment there. Yeah, Steven, and it's funny because the Colts' defense last year, the first three weeks, was bottom of the league. And then after that, they were top 15 for the rest. So I expected to go that kind of same way. But, dude, it's insane. Gardner Minshew is a Colts killer. He is legit unbelievable also in the division. That dude had that game, Steve, would you not believe this? The sixth highest or the sixth most accurate passing game in NFL history came from Ghana Minshew. It's embarrassing. Um, but Steve, I, I did find some good takeaways. The running game looked great. Phillip Rivers looked very comfortable. He did have one bad pick, which I do expect from him frequently. But I mean, man, 300 plus yards, we couldn't have hoped for 250 last season with Jacoby behind there. Paris Campbell at his best game. Michael Pittman had a couple of catches. T.Y. blew a very, very big play at the end of the game. But I mean, as a whole, they were all right. I don't mind losing. We haven't won a road home opener in 14 years. So I wasn't too concerned about that, but we do have to pick it up. And one thing, Steve, that impressed me this week was the Arizona Cardinals. Man, could they finish that game? The defense looked better. They were very prepared for San Fran's attack. Uh, And offensively, man, Kyla Murray had people spinning. That dude was throwing it, running it, creating plays for everybody else, dude. And man, D-Hop was a man on a mission, and he's grateful to be there. And I I think Arizona, Steve, like we said, this is the best division in football. We both did say that they're all going to go 500 or better. So it looks really good for that right now. It definitely does look, look really good for that. And we talked about the success that DeAndre Hopkins has had with bum quarterbacks, like with Brock Osweiler. We're, We're talking with with a bunch of guys that, that would never, you know, stand a chance of being able to start even 16 games for, for a team. Forget about playing for as many seasons as they did for the Texans. So they really kind of robbed him of his prime. Uh, even when Andre Johnson was still there in, I think it was his rookie year, DeAndre was showing signs of promise. So the fact that he's teamed up with Kyla Murray, I mean, I really think it's scary. I think they can break the reception record Michael Thomas hit last year. They can break, you know, reception yards records as long as they both stay healthy. And I think everyone else in that offense is going to be fine with their role. No, I mean, they definitely looked impressive. I feel like, you know, we've been talking them up for a few weeks now. We've been really hyped about Kyler and what he was going to be this season. And we've had high expectations for him. So I think they kind of just, you know, lived up to what we were expecting. Definitely coming out against San Francisco that hot was probably the biggest impression of everything. But now they definitely looked good. But I mean, talking about teams that looked really good, how about Washington they're calling the Washington football team now I mean was that just a fluke them beating Philly or like do we think Ron Rivera is gonna you know finally figure it out in Washington you know and help them finally you know not be the laughing stock of the NFL anymore let me jump in first Steve I think Washington last year had a sneaky good defense I don't know if anybody remembers I believe it was a prime time game they played Minnesota and Minnesota really worked for like a 14 to 
three victory. Dwayne Haskins looked a lot more comfortable in the second half. And this division is up for very much up for grabs. Uh, don't let anybody fool you. I think it was more on the Eagles, Kev, than anything. Uh, their secondary still a mess. Their O-line is not healthy. And when Carson Wentz does get flustered and he does turn over the football, they don't have a ton of playmakers. Miles Sanders weren't there and you're counting on a rookie and Regalor to Regal, whatever his name is, uh, who looked good. But he's not going to be able to carry an offense with Carson Wentz. I mean, I just think that they, they caught the jump on the Eagles. But I do think Ron Vera is the guy. I mean, the dude's a badass. He's getting IVs at halftime to treat his cancer. I think the Eagles definitely didn't come out and play the way they expected. But Ron Rivera is also coming in. And he's probably the best coach in the division, depending about how you regard Mike McCarthy's resume. Joe Judge is a first-time head coach. You know what I mean? Uh, Peterson definitely won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. but. I mean, Ron, Ron Rivera's really been around. I mean, we all know Ron as, as Riverboat Ron. But no. The Riverboat. <laughs> no, but the Washington defensive line, I mean, they really look good. Chase Young could really be one of the best defensive prospects we've seen in a long time, probably since Bradley Chubb. Um, or even going back a couple more years than that. So I just think it really depends on, on the offense. I think the, the division definitely is up for grabs the Cowboys probably have the best roster in the division but you know do, do they ever translate that with with the successful season no they really don't but to go to another team that we talked about a lot in the preseason um, and just building up to week one were the Texans because you know Deshaun Watson he got paid handsomely there was that D-hop trade so they were really in, in the news a lot and the Texans were exactly who I thought that they would be after week one. A team with, with a struggling offense. Deshaun muscled his team just even to keep it competitively close. As far as him individually, fantasy-wise, if he didn't score that touchdown, that rushing touchdown at the end, he would have had a horrible day. Yeah, guys, I just want to hear what you had to say in the Texans because, I mean, that that's exactly what I was expecting to see. You're right, Steven. Sorry, Kev. Uh, predictable. Absolutely predictable. Um, And let's not let Kev's awful upset prediction of the Texans winning go unnoticed from last week. That was an unbelievable prediction that I will hold against him for uh, the next couple days or so till we get the next one. But <laughs> Steve, you're right. I mean, every trade they've made, they've lost. I mean, those picks have that went to Miami are playing better than the offensive linemen that they sent to Houston. Brandon Cooks is not DeAndre Hopkins. David Johnson is not DeAndre Hopkins. They look dysfunctional. They're not a good special teams team at all. They're not good between the details. They just have some talent. And you're right, Deshaun puts it all together and Bill O'Brien's like, okay, here's the play call. That's it. It's, it's just him. That poor guy just trapped himself there for the rest of his career. And it's very unfortunate to see. Darn unfortunate. I thought they were going to be the team to give us the run in the division, but I, I, I apologize to Tennessee. They are the much better team between them and Texas, the Texans. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. You know, it didn't go my way, but it's whatever. I just hope Deshaun can, uh, can bounce back because, like I said, he's my fantasy quarterback in a couple of leagues. So definitely hope that they can at least figure some way to generate an offense. But again, we talked about teams that were good. So let's talk about another team that was bad, or I should say has been bad for probably my entire lifetime, and that's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, what's the deal with them? Are they going to stink again? I mean, I know you're opening up against Baltimore, but, like, that was, like, one of the worst performances I've ever seen. And this is, like, like I'm not even saying that the Browns have to beat the Ravens or anything like that, but this is a team that a lot of football fans and I'm sure the Browns organization have high expectations of, especially when this roster was f first put together. So to come out and just look like absolute dog feces, 
against a team that, you know, you would be going up against if you were to make a playoff run. I mean, I don't know. It was just embarrassing if you ask me. But what do you guys have to say about the Browns? No, pretty pretty accurate, Kevin. And you know what it all comes down to? And I, I know Lou, it, as soon as I'm done speaking, he's going to attest to this. Baker Mayfield is not the guy. The Browns have failed at finding their quarterback, regardless of having the number one overall pick for almost the past two decades. And, you know, it's just going to hurt them. And me and Lou have been saying for the past couple years that the Browns had a two, two and a half year span to win and be successful. And it's week one, and there's already trade rumors for Odell. And I know that there's always trade rumors, but I really think that they're going to go forward with their young deep defensive nucleus and we're going to really start to see you know the Browns start to actually narrow down the their guys from the offense you know I think Odell is definitely a guy on his way out I don't know about the running back situation but Kareem Hunt just got locked up for two years I know Chubb's still on a rookie contract so that that's why they, they could have probably paid that position there um, but Jarvis is a very interesting name they paid Austin Hooper, so we know he's going to be there for the next couple of years. But Baker Mayfield's day, decision day is going to be coming soon. So going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, Steve, it, it, it's like, what is this guy? Is he, he tries to move out of the pocket too much for a guy who's not that athletic. That worked in college, but everyone's athletic in the NFL but you. So you can't be doing this. They have to figure out, Steve, if he's going to work. I won't say he's not the guy. I will say he's not the guy they think he is. He needs to be that Drew Brees type guy. Get it out quick. Quick decisions. Stay behind the offensive line. Don't get happy feet. Happy feet. Don't try to make these extraordinary plays that you can't make. And make the play calls adjusted to what he can do. Where are the screen passes? Where are the quick slants? Where are all these quick, short, medium plays that he can dag up? And and where are these plays to Nick Chubb? He can catch the football as well. It's just everyone thought Kevin Stefanski was going to come in and just change this team. You can't fix a bad line and you can't fix dysfunction with, with changing the head coach every season it just doesn't work man oh it's it's it's, it's a real sad thing they got going on it's real sad and it's funny because two years ago they, they were top five favorites for the super bowl by the odds makers imagine that it, it's just embarrassing dude the bengals will be good before they are and joe burrow is a better winner than Baker Mayfield is. I don't know if he's a better player, but he's a, he's a winner. Well, we'll probably see that w- within the next couple of, of weeks or years. But regardless, going to someone that exceeded my expectations greatly, and I think we all share a, a great amount of respect for this player, but he is a New England Patriot, and it is sad to say. But Cam Newton looked unreal. And it's crazy how much he stood out because the team is is hardly a competitive team. And if he didn't put them on his back, and if he doesn't continue to do that for them throughout the course of the season, I don't know how good the New England Patriots are going to be. But I think he had 75 yards, um, rushing yards, and two touchdowns. If, if that's the Cam Newton that the New England Patriots are going to get, and that's how they plan on using him, then he's going to be a top weapon in the league in Cam Newton. Superman will be back. I'm not buying it. I'm just not. Every time the guy runs multiple games, he gets hurt. He's going to get hurt again if he keeps playing this way. And there's absolutely no way you can justify 150 throwing yards 
versus Miami. Like, what, what's going to happen when they play a better team? You know what I mean? When they understand that they can't run the football and their best weapon is a dude who's six feet and isn't that fast in Julian Edelman. I think he looked good. He looked healthy for now. But man, he already started beef after the game. Already talking in the media. Like, not that Bill Belichick's upset about it, but like, when this happens multiple times and they don't win, like we always say this, winning cures everything. When they lose, how do they react? When he roughs up an ankle, how do they react? I need to see it. They looked good as a team. We all forgot about how good the defense is. I don't know. The guy's a career, a walk, an injury, and I believe it. Like Carson Wentz will get hurt at some point again this season. It's just when. And all the, I think all, all those quarterbacks are about the same when it comes to injury history. It, they just repeat itself. Pats at five. That's all I'm going to say. Pats at five. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I think, I think Cam looked really good. I'm kind of in between both of you. Definitely still need to see more from him. Uh, like Blue said, there's really not many pieces around him. So I'm just skeptical as to see if they will, you know, give Cam demand of the ball like they did this week or if they're going to figure out other ways to generate offense because I, I do love Cam and I do think you know he looks really good and healthy but like Lou said I mean this is a guy who has had injury problems repeatedly so definitely don't want to put 75% of the offense on him especially when you don't have the greatest supporting cast around him in you know arguably one of the toughest schedules that we've probably been in in years so it's going to be interesting to see. No, fair enough. You guys, you guys are definitely right with, with the whole approach. I just, I, I wasn't even expecting him to be able to come out and move the way he did. And I definitely think that the supporting cast he has would be more of the problem of poor offense rather than him just being based on, on how I saw it. But Lou, you're right. It, it was just Miami. But, but th- this week against Seattle will be a good test. Since we were just on the Pats, I know we all want to get the Brady conversation out of the way. And I honestly thought that he looked really bad. And I wasn't expecting, you know, that to be the way that they came out. But this Bucks team really might have some growing pains, especially with, you know, their main threat going into the whole part of this, the whole season was Mike Evans, you know what I mean? And now that now that he's banged up with his hammy, that can be something that lingers throughout the course of the year, not even just for a couple of weeks. Um, obviously when Leonard Fournette gets a little more adjusted, that'll take a lot more pressure off of Brady. And I think he will be a, a better rusher than Rojo will, but I think Rojo will still have an active role as far as a receiver. We're talking probably around week five, five or so somewhere around there. Lou, what we said about Gronk was true. He's not going to be, you know, the 10 reception Gronk dominant pass catcher. It's just not what it's going to be. And I think, you know, Brady's maximum you know, amount of passes in a game should be somewhere around like 30. Um, and I think Bruce Arians will finally make a game plan, you know, for that. I think he definitely knows his abilities, but but definitely was expecting to see something a, a little better than that with all of his weapons, uh, just because I didn't want to hear what all the Pats fans would say if, if that's what we said he looked like last year, too. Oh, man. Oh, man. Kev, you can go first, please. Please. What, I mean, what am I going to say? They, they look like shit. But it is what it is. I think Steve's right. They're going to, you know, unlike every new team goes through growing pains. But I think the thing with Tampa Bay is once they do get hot, they're going to be very hot and very scary and very hard to beat. It's just a matter of if and when they can get hot. But I definitely think the growing pains are there. They'll get through. I mean, Tom Brady's a veteran. You know, we've seen him go through multiple growing pains with many different players and, and things throughout the year. So I definitely think he'll figure out a way to win. I mean, he's probably the best winner the sport's ever seen. So 
he's not just gonna you know pack it in and and have a half-ass season. He's gonna figure out how to win ball games. And like I said, once they get hot, it's gonna be scary. But right now, I'm just skeptical as to when that's gonna be. Yeah, so I think they're gonna snap out of it. I think this is just a, an adjustment. You need to adjust. He's also used to having the goat on the other side of him that that can make these make the decisions defensively and kind of can trust him. How much can you really trust Bruce Arians on the other side of the coin as a coach? It's still yet to be seen, but all I'm going to say is I'm going to put this out in the air. If they fail, we have to take into understanding that maybe it was New England. I'm going to leave it at that. Bum, 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 bum. And I don't think they will, but <laughs> if they do, me and Steve will be just chomping at the bit. Oh, man. <laughs> well, guys... Those are our week one impressions, and, you know, we're really looking forward to week two. So make sure you guys stay tuned, go listen to our fantasy rankings, our week two games of the week. Send us your fantasy questions, and best of luck to you guys this week with your football games. Since the Sandbox, we out.